Yellow. That's my cue. Welcome to another episode of the Claybin Podcast. This is the first episode of 2024. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you have a good week. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, it's good to see you. Yeah, I miss you. So here we are. So where were you? Are you a hockey? You're a hockey dad? I'm a hockey dad these days. Volleyball dad tonight and a hockey dad. Both. Yeah, I'm a baseball, soccer, and basketball dad. Wow. About to be, anyways, in February. There's a little overlap between the three seasons. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's the way it and goes. And a theater dad, of course. Theater, of course. A very good theater. Always a theater dad. We got Brigadoon coming up this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world of Friendswood. Is that a old cartoon? No. Hmm. What is Brigadoon? I know. I don't. I, I don't know what it is, but I know it's not an old cartoon. So okay. Well, uh, I'll look forward to. A re- I'll, I'll look forward to a recap. We'll do a recap episode, but this isn't this isn't the right one because I I don't know the plot. Um, I know my daughter is in the ensemble. You know, as as is tradition for freshmen freshmen thespians. Okay. Um, but hey, that's, hey that's speaking, the... speaking of Thespians, hey, uh, Ben, uh, I got a joke for you. Tell me. Well, do you know if R2D2 has any siblings? No, I don't. Well, I just know about his transistors. Those are the only ones I know. I got uh, I got one more robot joke for you. Okay. What, what did uh Hey hey Ben? Uh hey. If a Norwegian robot analyzed a bird, then it's Scandinavian. Scandinavian. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, but I, I'd appreciate a, a, a Swedish robot more, obviously, because I have more Swedish blood than Norwegian, but I do have some Norwegian. So, you know, I I could I could get behind a, a Norwegian robot. Right. Probably you know I mean. sweet, a probably sweet robot, probably pretty tall. Yeah, about my height. Yeah, you are tall. Can we talk a little bit about the uh the happenings of tonight. Um, hey baby, you. I wanna talk parties with you. Hey baby, you. I wanna talk parties with you. Uh, so just uh, the full range of emotions for for Nikki Haley as she started the night celebrating. Uh, the Gamecocks, the South Carolina Gamecocks upset of number six, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and ended the night calling Donald Trump and congratulating him on his victory in New Hampshire, which uh, she was holding out hope that she could steal one there, steal some delegates since Chris Christie pulled out and I guess endorsed her. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't care because I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to Chris Christie and I don't think he's newsworthy. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> but 
but uh but regardless that's neither here nor there because she lost but uh she's she's not dropping out and endorsing trump okay which i found interesting yeah, which because Kentucky won. um I, I guess i guess that we got south carolina coming up and it's her home state and she's she's losing badly in the polls so uh she'll only embarrass herself with a lackluster performance in her home state i think um so ultimately though what i think will happen is she will drop out she will endorse emperor trump and ultimately i think she will be his vp selection and that's the best case scenario for her because uh if if she didn't if she weren't to accept or if she weren't to uh you know, finagle her way into uh, that ticket, then I think her political career is, is toast. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's interesting that she came in third place in Iowa, that uh, Ron DeSanctimonious Mm hmm dropped out after his second place finish, I guess, maybe ran out of money and saw the writing on the wall. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Nikki's going nowhere at this point. I, I mean, this is by far the earliest uh, we've known who the presidential candidate is besides an incumbent. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, after the second the second primary, or I guess I Yeah, caucus. was not considered primary. It's a caucus, Caucus. but uh, yeah, it, it's especially the last several elections have been so contested, and um, you know, which which makes a lot of sense because there's just. Uh, you know amongst the the voters particularly young voters um there's just a lot of uh a lot of call for for change radical change and um you know there's you know you have like the the movement on the the far left and on on the far right the populist movements And um, but really, at, at this point, um, I'm I'm starting to think that, well, first of all, a lot of young people are gravitating towards Trump for the first time. And but I also think Oddly. that the that the, that the wild card is uh, the third party candidate, Robert F. Kennedy, who you don't hear much about because he's he's just trying he's he's not. campaigning as much as he's just trying to get on as many ballots as he can and but his his polling numbers for an independent are uh the best since that we've seen by far since ross perot in Mm-hmm. and um he's it's it's pretty fair to say that he doesn't have a chance to win but he does have a chance to Uh, swing the election one way or the other, and I, I don't know what direction it, it'll swing. I, I, I feel like I almost feel like there's more um, uh, Republic
um, since we've been voting, you and I. Uh, I yeah, I think I think that's true. I think uh, the other uh, thing you didn't talk about, but it probably goes right along with uh, Kennedy, is the No Labels Party and how they, I mean, I don't know their viability at this point, but they've been kind of waiting in the wings for these first round of primaries slash caucuses to happen and see if they can grab a top Republican name to go with a Democrat. Have you, have you paid much attention to them? I've paid no attention to them. I'm going to be honest. Oh, they're, well, they're, they're kind of, they've been kind of waiting for Haley to drop out because she's the name that keeps getting tossed around as their Republican candidate and a two party ticket, obviously. Uh, which I think is a great idea. And I think for people like you and me both, I can't speak for you, but for me, uh, I don't, I don't want to have to vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I probably won't. I, if there's a choice, if, the, if I had to choose tomorrow between Trump and a third party and Biden, it's hard because I would want to choose a third party, but I also don't want scrumps to be president. Yeah, I mean, there's no chance in hell I would uh, ever cast a vote for Joe Biden. I mean, I, I, we can't have a president in diapers who, you know, can't uh, who can't finish a sentence. Yeah, it's pretty bad at this point. Without talking about, you know, ice cream. Uh, yeah. He's he's uh, just an embarrassment. And um, Well, that's why I think that it, I, I still think that what's going to shake everything up is that it, at a certain point, the democratic party, I still think that there's probably a plan in place that they're going to hold on as long as possible. They know Kamala Kamala is not the answer. And I, I think that if Joe were to step down, uh, they don't want her as president because I think that creates the mess. I think at the very last final hour, Biden's not, I mean, I could see, uh, I mean, imagine an election where it was just Newsom versus Haley, how normal that would be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like either of them. Well, I know, but I'm just, they're, they're much more likable than the two that we're dealing with. I, I don't know that I agree. I, I think they're both slime balls. I think, uh, Newsom's in a horrible job in California. I mean, they're just like in an impossible, uh, situation with, uh, their electrical grid with their, uh, you know, multi-billions of dollars of their multi-billion dollar debt. Um, you know, just once great cities that are, are just complete shitholes now. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, and it's not all his fault, but under his watch, uh, California has just turned into a complete cesspool. And, um, Nikki Haley is a, uh, yeah, I mean, she's an establishment candidate. I mean, she's one who, yeah, maybe on the surface is more likable than like a Donald Trump, but, um, if you just dig a little bit into her, uh, you know, what she's been doing since stepping away from her role as the UN ambassador, or whatever she was in Trump's cabinet. Um, you know, there's, there's too many conflicts and considering she's a war hawk and she stands to gain from, uh, these proxy wars and, uh, just her relationships with, different uh weapons uh manufacturers I, I don't know if it's raytheon or yeah whoever it is uh but um 
I, I, just, I don't want anyone like that anywhere close to the White House because we've already had eight years of you know, Dick Cheney and you see, yeah. I mean, it, it's put our, it, it's put our government in financial ruin and it's uh, maintained instability in the Middle East for uh, two decades. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, for me, the, whoever the most non-interventionist candidate is, is the one that I'm going to support. And right now it's Kennedy. Um, yeah. I, I don't really know. All the other ones are pretty hawkish when it comes to just uh, supporting Israel at any cost and, um, you know, just funding this uh, proxy war and um, really, you know, amongst the establishment Democrats and Republicans, even the Ukraine war is still popular. And I, I don't think anyone, I mean, the vast majority of voters at this point are, are pretty fatigued by, uh, you know, this blank check that, you know, we're, we're paying Ukraine, mm -hmm. we're giving to Ukraine to, to fight a losing war. Yep. And, you know, just tens and tens of thousands of, of lives have been lost. And, you know, what, it, you know, what cost is, is too great. I don't know, but I know that uh, Kennedy opposes any more funding of, of the Ukraine war. And so that, that's why, you know, for now he would, he has, he has my support, even though he doesn't have any vocal cords. No, he doesn't. He's a real man. Is that a disease he has? Yeah, it's well, I don't even think it's a disease in his vocal cord. It might be something in his brain or uh in you know, it's something that he's been he's he's had he's had surgeries and therapy to improve his ability to speak. And he can speak fine. I mean you, you could understand yeah, yeah. him. It's just kind of understand it's just hard a little hard to listen to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, I don't. We didn't solve anything with that politic talk, but uh, no, we're. Uh, it looks like we're just barreling down towards uh, what we all expected anyway. At this point, we'll see what changes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was in it, there was really never any suspense at all. I mean, I even when DeSantis, I mean, he was pretty popular among republicans um you know, a little post -COVID. bit there. and you know there was he won in a landslide for re-election and you know you had all these people um all these transplants from california and new york and all the the lockdown states and you know that that was the feather in his cap, and um, then and he just lost all his momentum. Uh, and then people heard him speak. People heard him speak and saw him walk. And yeah, just all just of realized. it. The whole, the whole package is too fake. It's just too much. It's too much high school politician, which feels like what we're dealing with. But. Yeah, I mean, he'd make a great student body. He really would. I would have liked yeah. him. <clears throat> So, um, well, you'd elect who? I'd elect him at AM as a student body president. Oh, yeah. 
ran. Yeah, I mean, and I ran support Will Hurd if he ran for president. <laughs> I would too. Well, you know, <laughs> it's we sound so doom and gloom, but not really. Uh, but I did. I wanted to talk to you about the the uh, doomsday clock and have a little doomsday talk. Hey, let's talk about science. We all love science and news. Oh, news! What do you know? What do you, clock. Uh, what do you know about the doomsday clock? Well, I mean, I. I was a little concerned until I uh, clicked on the link and I saw Bill Nye uh, standing guard uh, with his fellow doomsday guardians of the clock. And I, I, I mean, I, I just can't take it seriously. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's, I never, I really, I guess, I guess I've heard about it before, but I didn't remember it. Well, yeah. I, I just remember seeing something where they, uh, they like ceremoniously uh, moved the hand of the clock, you know, in silence and then walked away. And they, oh, yeah. the clock is <laughs> we're 90, 90 seconds, seconds to midnight. That so is according that to is who? Good. Well, founded in 1945 by Albert Einstein and J. Robert Oppenheimer, the University of Chicago. Yeah. I didn't know and that. They, they were brilliant. They, yeah. That was a long time ago. They were brilliant, but yeah, they they've been dead a long time too. So I, it, it, and then and now it's now it's Bill Nye, the science guy. I mean, that's just yeah. You know, I'm surprised he's not in Biden's cabinet. Um, he'll probably be uh, maybe uh, maybe he'll be in um, Kennedy's. I don't maybe know. Trump. I don't see Trump. Well, he's a little too far left for Trump. Uh, a little history on the clock. Uh, in 2019, uh, they moved us to two minutes to midnight. Um, and in 2022, they moved us to uh, 100 seconds to midnight. Um, and we've been at we've been at 90 seconds to midnight since last year. We were we were there last year. Uh, but the reason, so what, wait, wait, go ahead. Well, as I say, uh, you you were about to answer my question, so I'm just going to let you talk. Well, if you were about to ask me why, yeah, I can tell you. Tell me. Uh. Well, the reason that they set the doomsday clock at 90 seconds to midnight is because humanity continues to face an unprecedented level of danger. Yeah, but I mean, we've been facing, there's been a nuclear arms race for 70 years, uh, really 80, 80 years. And um, I, I guess, so the, to me, what we're seeing the the only reason why it we, we would be any closer to doomsday today than we were 80 years ago is because um our the typical world leader is more irresponsible than the the typical world leader of 1945 I think even part, though right? in 1945 we actually dropped two nukes which yeah, is terribly right. irresponsible I think that the fact that we got China, Russia, and U.S. all staring each other down, we got Iran now nuclear capable. Uh, we got a war that won't end. We have a new war. Uh, we have uh, what some people call a Palestinian genocide. We have a Jewish Jewish Palestinian war. We got a lot going on. 
Yeah, that's true. Oh, and you know, another reason that they uh, have uh, turned the clock up a bit is because of AI, the threat of AI, the threat of Mark Zuckerberg and AI. Yeah, you know, I, I think, I mean, I, I hate to call, and I, I'm not calling for any uh, assassination attempts or anything like that, but I mean, do you think there will be an uprising, like if AI too strong, they say, well, some people, some certain people with too much power just need to die, and there will be like, um, uh, you know, a, an uprising amongst the, the, uh, uh, the common man and you know there will be a silicon valley will be in flames and you know zuckerberg and and you know whoever else the 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 open ai guy and you know a few others um you know there will be like some public hangings or yeah and that's why uh, they'll is that probably too hot do, for this podcast they'll probably do it all from hawaii and zuckerberg yeah. will, have, will have a face not unlike the Terminator's face. They're they're all, you know, a decade or so ahead of us. Like, so we're thinking about, oh, we're going to go, we're going to, you know, go, you know, burn down their corporate headquarters. I mean, that, that that's, that's laughable because, yeah, it's an illusion. you know, AI is all, it's up in the cloud. It's, uh, everything's virtual and um, untouchable. I mean, AI can't be, can't be stopped and you know I, I think especially once it becomes sentient and it's beyond human control um and we can't stop it then there will be no sense in going after other humans i mean that'll, that'll be what the ai wants they will just want us to all just destroy each other mm -hmm. you know kind of like the monsters are doing at maple street that old twilight zone mm -hmm. do 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 Talking about the thing we like to do. Oh, that's right. Oh, talking about the things we like to do. Ben, yeah, who drives you crazy? Who drives me crazy? Did, did we already? Did we prepare for this? Am I supposed to have an answer? No, we yeah. not um, really. We talked. We talked about talking about it. We talked about talking about it, and I, I had some. Is it who drives you crazy, or who do you hate? Who do I hate? Um, I had some good ones. Um, and, well, mine, you know, mine always, mine always start with sports. Yeah, and I, I not, and I, I was just thinking of a sports one. I hate Jerry Jones. I hate Draymond Green. I hate Greg Popovich. My chick, my my rooster is crowing right now. I wish is that code for something. It's not. I wish we could get it on film. On film. Yeah. Because it's ten o'clock and my rooster's crying. No, um, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like Pat Mahomes. I don't like Brett Favre. Um, I don't, I don't like, like I don't like Jennifer Garner.
I know you don't. Her commercials just will drive you crazy. They'll make you not buy the product. Yeah, she just she just thinks she's so cute. I don't um It's like the mom from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I don't I don't love uh, Zach Efron. I don't know that anybody does. Ben, did, No. did you love Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer? I didn't see it. I I haven't It's too uh long, right? I I don't know. I don't know when I would watch it. Like Yeah, I exactly. I just And never I don't, I already know, I already know about it. have that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know how it ends. Ooh, sports opinions. You know we got ooh, sports opinions. Straight out of the air. I think it's so cool the Lions are No. in. I'm all about the Lions. Yeah, I'm all in. Now that the Bills are out, the Texans are out, I'm I'm hardcore Lions. Let's Go go. Lions. Let's Like, there's go. no one else I, I, I like it. There's no one else I like at all who's left. I mean, they've all they've all won their share. Um, Yeah, I mean, of, of anybody screw them. left, I give want me give me a Baltimore Detroit Super Bowl. Come on, Detroit. And what a lift for that city. I mean, it's a comeback city. Comeback It is. city, our our boy Dan. Yeah, we got a Aggie coach. We got an Aggie. Dan's the man. Uh, we got what's his name, Aaron Glenn. Another Aggie on the squad. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel bad that Aaron um I was kind of hoping Aaron would get the Tennessee job. I think he deserves a head coaching gig, but yeah, I mean, He's not going what's to get not to love about it? No, they they hired somebody. They hired Bill Callahan's son. So that Callahan was a Texas Auto fan Parts. base. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. yeah, I mean it's a, yeah, it's like little 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 Tommy Callahan um you know. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, homie. This one's live to the airways. It's been a privilege. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. Over Yes, sir. and out. Peace. Over and out. Ooh, I know. It's never easy when the episode ends. But we appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Clay Bam Podcast. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you have a good week. See you next time.